Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to 15 Minutes with Lincoln. I am your only host today, uh, Tim Dunn, a common man in Chicago. This is usually a political podcast featuring myself and the return spirit of Abraham Lincoln. But like half a year ago, um, Abe got hired to be... It's such a... There's so much backstory if you're a new listener. Like, this is the worst episode for you to come in on. Abe... I got to back up even further. I I got a notice to be a staff writer... to to submit a packet to be a staff writer on Huckabee, uh, former Governor Mike Huckabee's uh, late-night writing show on Trinity Broadcasting Network. They were looking for comedy writers. Uh, me and Abe both submitted packets. I thought, like, ha, 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 this would be a fun learning experience for Abe. Abe got it. I did not, um, which I'm glad. I'm very happy about because it's just not my political or comedic voice at all. Um, Abe's not here today just because uh, apparently they have, like, a big show coming up. And he's just got to be in the room all all the time. Um, Governor Huckabee is not, in my opinion, a great boss and is now making him sleep there. So he he couldn't make it today. So it's, it's just going to be me. I do want to plug the show for Abe. This week on Huckabee, Eric Metaxas, Bob Regan, and Tammy Bass. Uh, magician Chris Funk and, oh, sorry, magician Chris Funk and musician Craig Campbell. And much more. I think that's like the second Chris Funk performance in like a month or two. I mean, he's a favorite. I also just think, and I've told Abe this before, they got to they gotta cycle in new guests. It's getting a little stale. It's a lot of magicians. Like, he needs to use those segments to do like sketches. Like, he's got to get his comedy out there more. Again, this is a political show. I, I'm, I'm not trying to talk about the Huckabee show. We've been doing that, you know, too much lately. We... So we, we've been, we just been doing that too much. So I wanted to switch things up a little bit and um, do a mailbag episode because we have not looked at uh, 15 Minutes with Lincoln. Uh, that's numerical 15 Minutes with Lincoln at gmail.com, our email account in a while. Uh, so I thought I would just open it up here and here we go. Let's take a look. And I'm just opening it up now. It looks like we have one email. And then, well, I mean, we have emails from Google, Google, YouTube, Google, 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 Twitter, Tumblr, browsers, browsers, browsers. The okay, so the rest of them are browsers. Hulu, five more browsers. Google, YouTube, ten more browsers. Okay, so yeah, it looks like just the one email, which is fine. This is from Jacob Rainey, and Jacob says, "Hey guys, looks like Tim beefed it on mixing the audio and left out the Lincoln track. Typical." Well, that's not very nice, Jacob. Um, I remember this episode. This is from back in, uh, this is a while ago. This is from November 17th, 2020. And uh, Abe actually mixed that one. That was not me. I would never do that because I'm a, I'm good at mixing audio and I'm a professional and I would never just post half of the audio. But I remember when this happened. <laughs> I think it took us three or four days to fix this um this problem with this episode, but we eventually got there. We put the episode up. And so I didn't, Jacob, I didn't beef it. So just be careful when you just throw out the term beef it about people who didn't beef it because I didn't beef it. And maybe when you're driving around and you're looking at some problem and said, whoa, uh, that, you know, that person beefed it there. Maybe he didn't. I don't know if that entirely tracked. What I'm saying is I didn't beef it. Well, I guess uh, that's going to do it for the mailbag portion of the episode. But I did have one other fun surprise. 
Uh, as I mentioned, we've been talking a lot lately about Abe and his new comedy career as a late-night staff writer, but, you know, there's been other stuff in this show. There's been other plot lines, and one that we haven't talked about lately is, I'm, you know, I'm killing it doing improv on OnlyFans. Um, I'm a little worried about theaters opening back up because, you know, my viewership has gone down a lot uh, lately because people want to get out there and watch real improv and not me on Zoom doing short-form improv shows, even though some of them are, uh, as as I've talked about on the show, erotic and nude in nature. All that being said, I I haven't been able to talk about this for a long time, but I was part of the Hulu and ABC News documentary um, on OnlyFans, and they interviewed me for that. And for a long time, I was like, I was so excited. I was texting people like, I'm going to be in this documentary. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be in this, this show. And they decided not to use my interview, which was a bummer. Um, but I, you know, got on a phone call with some of the people at ABC News and Hulu. And I, I got my interview audio. So I thought that I would release that audio as part of this uh, solo episode for you. And that's going to be the rest of the episode. As always, if you have any questions, you know, maybe except for not Jacob Rainey, because I don't beef it, uh, email us at 15minuteswithlincoln at gmail.com. That's numerical, one five minutes with Lincoln at gmail.com. Or as always, rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. Whew, this, feels, this feels huge, you know? Here is my interview with ABC News um, on my experience with OnlyFans. Tell me about that second week of March, the country shuts down, the world shuts down. What's going through your head? What happens? Oh, man. You know, Ashan Singh from ABC News. I remember it like it was yesterday. Honestly, I, I think I was in the same position that a lot of Americans were in at that time. I was camping out to get tickets uh, in front of the Davis Theater for the Vin Diesel movie Bloodshot. And um, I remember being woken up that morning by the ticket guy who was kind of asking me, like, what are you what are you doing here? We don't really do campouts. Um, and I said, yeah, I'll, I'll take a ticket for Bloodshot. I just want to beat the crowds. And um, I still remember him saying, yeah, I don't think that's, like, going to be released in theaters. I think that's a video-on-demand movie. We're not playing that here at the movie theater. And I was like, oh, um, you know, my bad. I was just, I'm so excited about Bloodshot. And then I kind of said the promotional thing of, I got Bloodshot fever, do you? And he looked at me and said, you shouldn't make jokes like that when there's a pandemic going on. And I said, what? And then he said, don't you know anything about this coronavirus that's going on? And honestly, Ashan Singh from ABC News, I'll be damned if that didn't send me down a rabbit hole in that early week of March of researching this uh, coronavirus thing. I it, it had just been a blind spot for me. Um, but yeah, you know, two days later, I was let go from my job, um, partially uh, because they saw me on social media camping out for bloodshot tickets but also i think you know a huge part of that was the coronavirus so there i was you know in the middle of this pandemic without a job and needing income and that's what led me to OnlyFans. what is OnlyFans? 
<laughs> yeah, no, great question. OnlyFans is a platform that empowers artists, you know, and it's got it's got everyone on there at this point. Um, Bella Thorne, Cardi B, me, Tim Dunn, um, and then people who do like sex stuff. And it's just a place where those types of people, uh, me, Bella Thorne, Cardi B, artists on that level, um, equals in terms of status and talent, can put their content out there and connect with fans in a new and, you know, innovative way and be compensated for it. And, you know, it's really been a blessing during this time. What type of content do you post? If I'm pulling up onto your page, what can I expect to see? So I'm an improviser. I'm, you know, classically trained at, uh, you know, all the improv theaters here in Chicago. So that's what I do. And when I set out to set up my account, I, uh, you know, I started two shows, that kind of classic model of family-friendly show and then an explicit show. Um, so with the family-friendly show, you know, just like fun, short-form improv games over OnlyFans, you know, in that uh, kind of Zoom format. And then, sure, yes, in the explicit show, I do like wiggle my, my butt, my uh, penis and balls around and stuff like that. So, so that's part of that show. And you know, it just took off like a rocket ship. I think people were really craving that type of entertainment um, at the beginning of quarantine. They wanted life to feel normal. Um, the family-friendly shows did end after two weeks. They just weren't hitting for whatever reason. Uh, I guess it just, you know, the platform still needs to make inroads with parents. But yeah, I've been doing those explicit shows um you know, six shows a week ever since. And it's it's been not only creatively fulfilling, but financially fulfilling. <laughs> let, let me tell you, Sean Singh from ABC News. They've It's been great. When was that moment that you realized that, you know, your OnlyFans page could actually be a lucrative source of income? I guess for me, it was when I bought a year of PlayStation Plus. Uh, that's where you get like two free games a month on PlayStation. And, you know, it was always something that I had hesitated like i would make up a fake email and then try and get a free trial for like a week or a month and i would do that for years and years um but i could just buy it uh this this time and it felt good it felt like i was secure and sure yeah like i i get angry when the free games are games that i already have and i call up playstation and i get really angry and i yell and i scream but it feels good to just be secure and feeling like a mature adult in that I can pay for these things and it's through my art. And, you know, that gives me a level of security and confidence in who I am. So a lot of the creators that we have talked to, there seems to be a lot of negativity. Do you experience that ever? You know, when it came to my family, I had been going through improv training centers and, you know, telling them for years about how I just need to hang out at the bar and then I'll make an improv team. So when I told them that I was going to be transitioning to OnlyFans to do explicit improv shows online, they said, I remember my mom saying, yeah, that makes sense. And, you know, it's just one of those things where we don't talk about it. Even sometimes I will bring it up when I call my parents about how well it's going. And they either immediately switch the conversation to what my brother's doing in his life or hang up the phone immediately. So it's one of those things that we don't talk about it, but I can tell that they respect what I'm doing and think it's cool and that they're proud of it. So I mean, beyond that, 
yes, there are some negative comments um, in the chat during my shows. What are some of the negative comments that you have heard while being on the site? Well, you know, the vast majority of the comments have been positive. You know, I always get comments like, I like what I'm seeing, or I love those wiggles and jiggles. But then, you know, there's always people in the chat that say something like, could you do less improv on these? Or, hey, I don't like the improv that much. Could you wiggle your butt more? Or could I pay you more money for less improv? Or even like, your body looks weird. I've never seen someone so stringy with such a significant gut. And please stop doing improv. Like, like those types of things. I probably get, that's probably 80% of my comments. Yeah. Uh, but Ashan Singh from ABC News, uh, I actually have to hop off because I got to, you know, it's showtime. I got to jump on OnlyFans and do a 90-minute short-form set. Um, it's only three games this time, and then I'm just going to, the rest of it is wiggling. Uh, but I just want to say to all of the artists out there that are struggling, you know, you can you can do this. You can make money. You can make a living on your art, but you need to, it's those three things. You need to be nice to people. You need to be lucky and you need to work hard. Um, and I guess if I was going to add a fourth thing to that, you should have one content stream asking people for money where you also wiggle your butt around that. That's the thing that really made it work for me. Thanks so much for having me.